Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you for a blessed opportunity to be in your presence, to hear your word, receive your word, be blessed by your word, be tutored by your word, Lord. Thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit that shall fill us, Lord, guide us and direct us, Lord. Satan, I curse you and I curse every plot and plan of yours. In these few days we'll be together. Father, thank you, Lord, that your will shall be established. Speak to our hearts. Bless our churches. Bless our ministries, Lord. Let your kingdom come, Father. Thank you for the anointing, Lord. Thank you for that precious Holy Spirit that shall be with us and rest upon us permanently. I give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Say a bigger amen. amen. God bless you. You may take your seats. Hallelujah. Good to see all of you. And uh, good to see our guests as well. We meet once a year, but it's always good to see you when we meet. And um, you're welcome. I believe like Sister Philippa said, we're going to have a blessed time. Uh, going through the word of God and what God has packaged for us. Hallelujah. Um, we are here for the word, so we have to forget about all discomforts and uh, enjoy what God has for us. Amen. Amen. But it's a blessing. It's not a blessing to be here. It's a blessing to be around. So I think um, we take off. So let's turn our Bible to Psalm 63. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we just have to take off and do what we came here to do. I hear today is a very hot day, but you're not feeling hot yet, are you? You're okay. All right. <laughs> wow. It's beautiful. Psalm 63, and um, the conference is called Catch the Anointing Conference, and it's for pastors and church workers. Um, it's always important to spell out the purpose of any meeting. So um, the main aim is to speak to pastors and church workers in building a church, in strengthening a church, in the becoming anointed and doing the work of the ministry. Um, any other Christian topic will just be slight divisions here and there, but that is not the purpose. So this, this, the purpose of this conference is not it's not, to, uh, it's not to teach how to, how to um, what's the topic? No, how to earn your first million. Yes, how to earn your first million. No, so it's, not, it's not how to earn your first million. Uh, if that was it, you see that the, the name of the conference would be different on how to earn your first million. That's not, that's not, that's not the, 
aim of this. I remember, I remember when Bishop taught me how we can, as a church, earn our first million. We bought this place in 2003, 16 years ago, well over, well over a, a million pounds. And uh, we paid cash. So if we were to talk about how to earn our first million, we'd have talked about it 16 years ago. <laughs> yes, but, but that is not uh, what we are talking about today. Uh, if one day we feel like teaching how to earn our first million, I'm sure we can. We can also, we can also discuss that, but that's not, uh, that's not the purpose. So I'm just saying that the aim, the aim and the purpose of everything is always, is always very important. And um, even as pastors, we have to even learn, perhaps even how, what to, the name we give to our different services and our different programs so that we can maintain the aim and keep the aim of the, of the service and of the meetings. So this is for church workers and then pastors, pastors, church workers, and then serious Christians, serious Christians. And then we've also opened it up to non-mustard seed. We usually say non-UD, but I mean UD is um, worldwide. In UK, we have mustard seed. UK and Europe is mustard seed. So we open up to um, UK uh, non-mustard seed um, ministers as well because we, it's always a blessing to, to give, that is to share what you have, uh, what you have that has, that has worked for you by the grace of God. It's always a blessing to share than just to, you know, keep it to yourself. And, and it's also a blessing to interact. Interacting with others that are not from your family um, cancels um, spiritual incest. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, because, because Master Seed, UD, Lighthouse, whatever name you have for us, we really like ourselves. Yes, I mean, we really, we really like ourselves, and we are very comfortable with ourselves. Uh, we, are like, we are like a certain tribe in Ghana. I mean, we like, I mean, we like ourselves. We speak, we have our own language. We have our own mind, we have our own dressing, we have our own church. Yes, even the church, we have our own church. Yes, we have our own, our own battery. <laughs> Forgive. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's, uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the healthiest way of living. You must always cross over to others because there's always something else to learn from somebody else. There's always some, something else to learn. Some, there's definitely something else to learn from someone else and from elsewhere. And when you just live with yourself, within yourself also, you promote a lot of diseases. Yes, that, that is what? Consanguinity. Okay. The doctors are helping me. <laughs> you see. Yes, so, so it's always good to cross over in your interaction. That's why you don't marry your sister and you don't marry your cousin and you don't marry your half-sister and you don't marry your distant... Uh, anyway, it's okay. Let me not talk too much <laughs> before I step on someone's toes. Yes. But um, so interacting with other ministries and other church and other pastors also helps us to learn a lot 
and to receive a lot and to, you know, uh, become better. We become, become better and more healthy ministers and pastors, okay? Ashes, you, you have to be fast when you're ashing, okay? Because have me on mind that it will disrupt me. I'm disrupted, so I have to be very, very fast. There's really no discussion, nothing to talk about. Just where somebody is going to sit, that's all. Just a chair. Point to the direction of the chair and the, and the person will be seated. So no discussion, no interaction, nothing. Chair, sit. So please take me into consideration that your discussions are disruptive because I'll, I'll be wondering who you are talking to and what is happening. Especially how people have... Okay. <laughs> but we are blessed. Are we not blessed here? So some... <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So Psalm 63, this one says that, Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Hallelujah. I pray this is how we feel about God. That we'll seek him early. We'll find him early. Um, both in age. In age. So young people must be given the opportunity to serve God. Um, I pastor, the branch I pastor is full of young people. Yes, my. Okay. No problem. Relax. Don't let everybody know that you are here. Yeah, yes. Sometimes you have to pretend like you are not here. Okay, sometimes you have to make your presence known. So, this was a good time to make your presence known, though. Yes. But both, both in age, because, because uh, you see, in some places, a young person is not respected and regarded much. But one of, the, one of the things that I can share with you and tell you it's important is that young people, young people are like weapons. And they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be treated like um, nobodies, like they don't know anything. Because sad to say, sad to say, sad to use that as an illustration, Satan uses them. When the church doesn't use them, Satan uses them. And Satan uses them for big things. All his big key things, he uses young people. He doesn't use old people. If old people rather, old people rather um, can't do so much in a certain sense. They can't do so much in, the, in, the, in, a, in, in a sense. They can't do so much and they, and they don't do so much in that, in that sense. So when, when you also disregard, you disregard young people you are, you are actually forcing yourself into a form of barrenness. Welcome, Bishop. Yes. You see. You see what, what I mean. So, so, so when the Bible says that, early will I seek thee. Apart from seeking early in the day, like in the, early in the morning. Early in the morning. Also, early in life. Will I seek him? You see, like, like wisdom said, they, those who seek me early shall find me. Those who seek, there, there, are some, there are some things, if you had known, you wouldn't have done it. 
How many of you know of things in your life that if you had known some other things, you wouldn't have? Yes. So it, it, means, it means season, face, and timing. Not just, not just 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning. That is true, but also the age. So young people are very, very, very effective people that can be used. And, I, and I'm telling you that the church that I pastor in London here, uh, the branch that I, I pastor, it's a branch for young people. And it's not, it's not something that we should despise. We shouldn't feel like when someone has a church with young people, it's like he's not a serious pastor or he's not deep. He's <laughs> not deep or what he's doing is like, it's like a joke. You know, I met, I met somebody once. Someone tried, was trying to introduce me to uh, one, one brother the other day. And uh, as he was introducing me to the person, he didn't even finish introducing me. He just started, oh, do you know? Uh, and the chap said, oh, yes, I know him. I watch him on, I see him on YouTube all the time. He, I see him in the youth. And you know, I'm saying this because it's not like it was like a compliment. But as the person was talking, he walked away. So till today, I don't know his name and who he is. It's almost like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah this, you know, this guy with the, with the young people, this guy, he's like some joker, be that, you know, we see on YouTube. It's like some comedian. You see, but the Bible says that early will I seek thee. So in our churches, so I'm saying this to say that in our churches, we have, to give, we have to give the young people opportunity. Opportunity to um, serve God seriously. Yes. All these people that you see here, they're all pastors. These young people. Can you see their faces? Small, small boys. How old are you now? Yes, 19. He's a pastor. Yes. He's a pastor. Yes. Yeah, it's 19. It's 19. But he preached, pastor us in like you have a garden that you pastor the flowers. So, yes. Do you, do you preach every Sunday? Every Saturday, please. Every Saturday, yes. yes every Saturday, he has a church that he preaches. Every Saturday. He has a church that he preaches every Saturday. He has his church that he preaches. He does everything. Salvation night, solely Sunday, everything. He's, he's doing everything that can be done. Trying, yes. He's 19 years. Yes. Are you in school? Are you married or do your children go to school? Or you go to school? Yes. Yes, please. I go to uni, second year. It's the second year university, yes. But he preaches. Yes. So you don't, you don't drop your children off at school Monday to Friday? No, please. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So, so early is a very important thing to commit people and not to, not to. You see, sometimes it's in our, in your heart, but you're not aware that it's in your heart. So, it's almost like we'll say, "Oh, yeah, we respect them, we respect them," but we don't give them the opportunity to work. We don't give them the opportunity to work. But if Satan gets a 19-year-old or an 11-year-old, you'd be surprised what he will do with them. So he is anointing his young people and using them, and we are keeping them in Sunday school. Sunday school, making them sing every Sunday, read your Bible, pray every day. 
pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. With gestures. Beautiful song, nice song, but I'm just introducing to you that, you know, your young people can do better. They can actually have churches. 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 If you want, if you want them to be in your church on Sunday to play drums for you or to play whatever, then allow them, then allow them to have their church on Saturday or Friday evening. It's Friday night, not clubbing night. And Saturday, Friday, Saturday, yes. Yes. So, yeah, so that's why you also have your church. Have your church and let them preach. Don't go there. If you go there, when they see, when they see you, your face, they, they feel, don't go there. Don't let them see you. Mm-hmm. So that they will feel that, yes, we are the real pastors. We are pastors. We are in charge here. You are in charge here. So he's gone through pastoral training, written exams. Every, we have a whole system before a pastor is appointed. He's been through all. Did you fail some? You failed one and you did a reset. Wow. Yes, so you feel you do reset. He's done one reset. Yes, wow. before, before, before he's sitting here, yes. So allow people to seek God early. Okay, they said, my soul thirsted for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Like Europe, there's no water. There's no God. There's no flow of the Holy Spirit in, in a sense. It's not like we live in a climate of everybody speaks in tongues and everybody says God bless. Even America, you may get God bless you. God bless America. God bless what? Whatever. Yes, they, they say God bless. But yeah, there's no God bless you. We say dude. Yes. <laughs> we, say, we say other things. There's, there's no, so there, there's no, the, the, the land is dry. The land is dry. When the land is dry, the scripture is saying, I'd rather I'm fasting more for God. I want God. I want God. I need God. So our thirst must really be heightened. Our thirst for God and for people to know God and to know about God. We should never be discouraged and never, because pastors, another thing that we like is also sharing statistics of horrible things. That others are doing. Are you feeling hot or you're okay? You're sure. You people are on the sun. You can take a break and then when the sun goes, then you come back. Because I keep moving here because when I come here, I can feel the heat. So I'm just sharing with you the wisdom I have, what I've been doing. So, it's up to you to decide. Yes. Yes. Otherwise, it's cozy. It's cozy there. And then when the sun goes, then you come back. I mean, if I were to be, that's what I would do. But you don't have to do it. But if I were to be, that's what I would do. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, the dry and thirsty land where no water is. May there be water in this nation. Verse 2 says that, to see thy power and thy glory. How many of you like to see the power and the glory of God? Yes. When, when, when other, uh, other brothers and other faiths and things use Trafalgar Square, and then we Christians, we share it to everybody. When Christians use it, and it's full, I was saying, I was saying that because there someone was showing me something. I said, ah, but this one, 
there's, I know, because I know someone who always forwards bad news. So I said, ah, but this one, how come this brother didn't share it with me? Because it was also full. Shafaka was also full with Christians. I said, ah, why, why didn't I see this one? I only saw the, the bad news one. Yes, when the, the other people were there. You know the other, others? Yes, yes. Yes. Anyway, to see thy power and thy glory. May we see the power and the glory. So, I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Verse 3. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Verse 4. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Thank you, Jesus. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. Verse 8, my soul followeth. Hard after thee, thy right hand upholdeth me. So it's verse 8 that I wanted us to see that my soul followeth hard. Hard. Say hard. hard. No, that's not how to say it. Say it again. Hard. No, you have to stretch the hand. My soul followeth hard after thee. You know, if you want to catch an anointing, Look, one of the difficult things in life is following. I won't lie to you. One of the difficult things. I'll prove it to you in the, in the Bible in, in a few seconds, few few moments. One of the difficult things is to say that I want what I see here. Or I like what I see here. Or I admire what I see here. It is actually one of the difficulties. I always laugh when I meet a pastor and he says that church growth is difficult. I start laughing. I start laughing because it's like my child who has come from school and is telling me that daddy, daddy year six is very, very difficult. Because I'm thinking, it has never been easy. Who said it's easy? You are now discovering that it's, it's difficult. It, church growth, church growth, becoming anointed, Doing the work of the ministry, it's hard. So anybody who wants it must tune their minds in a certain way that, look, I am going after something. I have to go after it hard because it is a hard thing to achieve. It's hard. And if you don't have that mind and you have this like a daisical approach and uh, this attitude of, I go fit do. It'll not be anything. I go fit do. It's easy. I can do it. Of course, we can, you can, but there's also the mind that it is, it, is not, it is not a given. It is not a given. It is hard. So when you say, my soul followeth hard after, you see, there's somebody who has said that, I want to see your power and your glory. I want to see your power and your glory. I want to see your power and your glory. And he's saying that to see the power and the glory, my soul followeth hard after thee. I've seen people who say they want, they want to learn something. They want to uh, uh, admire this person. 
They want to catch the anointing that they see, catch the grace that they see, and then they, they visit. They visit or they meet, they meet the person and they take a photograph. Yes. And then almost conclude that I have got it. Or I'm there. Or I can do it. But it is not like that. You see, one of the, one of the scary things that Bishop Dad tells us, that on this preacher, he says, it frightens me because I can see that you need tenacity, stamina, determination, sense of purpose to catch one drop of an anointing, one drop, to have a drop of anointing on your life. He tells us, first time he went to Korea, 1994, to Pastor Yonggi pastor of the largest church, since 1994. He said he's been going there every year, every year he's there. When they alternate, today it's in Japan, it's here, he'll alternate. He's going like that. He's been going. So that means over 30 years. It's 1994, 30 years. No, 25. For 25 years. Catching the flights from Accra to Korea. You ask yourself, what is he looking for? What does he want? What, are, what has he seen? What has he seen? What has he seen that he's looking for? But he's been going for 25 years. Then I think about two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago also, Dr. David, you're welcome. Two years ago, two years ago or three years ago, he said he saw something. He saw something. <laughs> he saw something. Which of all the books, of all the messages that he has heard as the Joe preach, he's never mentioned that thing before. But he said after, either after one of the service or in the morning, he was just standing outside the church building. Then he saw it. Then he said to himself, this is the secret to church growth. This, this is one of the key secrets that they have in this church. But when he preaches, if Pastor Cho preaches, you mention admin, good administration, good preaching, good cell system, and prayer. These are the four pillars. But there's a fifth pillar that he had never mentioned. So he came and he introduced it to us and taught us. Since then, practically, you see, our churches are different. That is for those who are interested. That's those who are interested within our, our, our church. Those who are interested, because everybody is interested. Those who are interested, you will see practically, pra- I mean, practically, you see, everything is different. But it's been going for 25 years, let's even say 22 years, he discovers. He say it takes a certain determination. Sometimes somebody doesn't say something not because he doesn't want to say it. It's not, it's not deliberate. But he himself is not even aware that it is that important to you. Or that it is the thing that would, it is the thing that is missing. It's like teaching someone who, how to cook. You may not mention water. Yes, you may not mention water. You mention everything, but you may not mention water. That when you get here, just put a little bit of water for, for whatever, to help it to steam up or to cook or whatever. You may not easily mention water because you would have assumed that, oh, but I mean, water, everybody would, you know. Yes, so people will be trying the cooking without the water. 
They'll be trying the cooking, the cooking, and they'll tell that every time they try, they don't get the same results. Till one day they are standing in your kitchen, which is not everybody who will be privileged to see. Unless you are a hard follower. You must be a hard, determined follower before you will go to the extent to, to sit and stand or perchance, perchance, be in the kitchen and the person is cooking and you see that he opens the tap and takes a little bit of water and pours it into the thing. Then you come back and say, this is the secret. This is the secret. This is the secret. The secret is the water. Because you've been trying and your mixture has been coming out. Hey. This has taught you how to bake. When they bake, theirs is like a mountain. Yours is like a valley. <laughs> and you've been wondering, why is my cooking like a valley? Something is missing. Something is missing. But that thing that is missing can't easily be handed over. Because sometimes you don't even know, you don't even know what the person is missing. Because the person, the person is not a hard follower. Hard, hard. That, look, I am, I am pursuing this thing. It's hard followers who catch an anointing. It's difficult. I would like to say it. That it's hard. It's tough. It's a tough job. You're a pastor. You've chosen the tough job. Perhaps the most difficult job on earth. It's a tough job. It's not something, it's not something that is going to be handed over. That, I mean, church growth. I mean, you want church growth, you have to be a hard follower of church growth and church growth principles. To be anointed for church growth, hard. I mean, hard, never discouraged, never discouraged. In this country, I've preached to two people before. Two. One of them was... Uh, the other pastor in the church. Yes. You understand what I mean? There are two pastors up here. I put you two people. The other person was the other pastor, and the other person was the pastor's sister. Yes. And that's really, I, always rem, I always remember what he said to me, uh, uh, Bishop Joel, as a bishop in the U.S. now. He said to me afterwards, he said, look, why were you shouting at us as though there were 60 people here? <laughs> and I remember I said to him that because I can see 60. <laughs> there are just two of you, but I can see 60. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, you're, he said you're, shout, you're, you're shouting at us as though, as though there, were a lot, there were 60 of us in the room. But it's been a journey. Not tired. Never satisfied, never relaxing, never even, never even impressed. There's nothing to be impressed about. What is there to be impressed about? What is there to congratulate yourself for? What is there to say you are well done? What have you done that you are, you are saying well done? Would it not have been beautiful to have seen a... Uh, a bishop or a reverend or a pastor stand, standing next to uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson yesterday. As he's giving his speech, standing there, you're also standing there. I mean, you're being introduced as his spiritual advisor. It would have been nice. 
So if you congratulate yourself, you see that you congratulate yourself, but it's like, it's like we are like an island. We are like an island in an island. Have no effect, no effect whatsoever in the world around us. Yes. There's nothing to be happy about and to celebrate and to be jumping about because it's like the work, the work almost remains undone. Church growth, hard following. Anointing, hard following. To be a good pastor, hard following. To be a good leader, hard. Hard. Each, see, each one is a topic, hard. Ministry for miracles, signs, wonders, hard. It's like, it's like, you just, it's like a channel that you, you switch to the church and say, look, on this channel, I'm going to follow hard. 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 To take, to take a ministry out of the country to a foreign country where nobody has invited you. You are saying that I have come. <laughs> you, need, you, need, you need to be serious. <laughs> you need to be serious. You need, you need to be serious. Because before you realize, after a couple of meetings, you are clapping for yourself. And congratulating yourself. Meanwhile, you have you have just you, you haven't even you haven't even scraped the surface. Yeah. Hard following. Hebrews chapter six. Are we still here? Yeah. Hebrews six, verse twelve. Ah, I was telling you that following is not for the lazy. It says that, that ye be not slothful. Can you give it to us in English? King James is the best, but you know. NLT, what about NLT? Okay, then you will not become spiritually dull or indifferent. Okay, give me um, NASB. So that you will not be sluggish. That is slow, 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 slow. Slothful means lazy, slow, indifferent. Indifferent is like being passive. You don't really mind. You don't mind, you don't mind the state of the church. You don't mind the state of the finances in the church. You don't mind, you don't mind the state of the members in the church. You see, slow. Everything's slow. You don't mind whether you don't mind whether people are growing spiritually or they are not. It's like slow. Everything is slow. Indifferent. In, that is passive. Whether it's there or not, I really it's like I really don't mind whether it is there or not. Whether it is happening or not. Sunday after church, you go to church, the same group of people have come again. Slow, no reaction. No, you see, that explains the state of many churches and many ministries. Because there's no, there's no reaction. There's no reaction to what we see. There's no, we, we don't react that what I've seen, what else can I do? You see, when you continue doing the same thing, hoping, 
for a different result. It's a sign of mental illness. No disrespect to anybody. But when you continue doing the same thing, same thing, you continue putting um, red paint on your wall and you expect that it will come out white. And you've, you keep buying red paint and putting it on the wall. See, it should be white. It should be white. I, mean, I think you need, you need a, you need checkup. <laughs> yes. Yes. But you see, in many ministries, we do the same thing. We've been doing the same thing for years. And we want another result. We want something different. We're doing the same thing. Meeting the same place. Preaching in a, in a certain way. Making the same announcements. Every Sunday, every Sunday we announce, on Saturday at 2 p.m. as usual, we'll be going on evangelism. You see, and that type of evangelism has not changed anybody. On, on Saturday, on Saturday at um, 2 p.m., we'll be meeting in the town center as usual for evangelism. Yes. And then when you go, when you go, you know who comes. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to describe the people who come for those outreach. And you see us doing the same, we've done the same thing for 20 years. Expecting something different. Instead of even spying, what will make the difference? What will change? What is going to change? What can change? What should we do? Because it may, what you are doing is not working. That's what it means. What you are doing is not working. I can't count. I can't count how many crisis meetings I have in a week before Sunday starts. Do you understand crisis? Like what the government will call cobra. <laughs> yes. I don't have one cobra meeting when uh, a tanker has been seized in the, in, the, in, the, in the waters of Iran. My cobra meeting starts as soon as we share the grace. Then it continues on Monday. Then Tuesday. Then you see maybe Wednesday I could be a little cool about it. But by the time Wednesday evening comes, it's continuing. Because I need an answer. I can tell that if something doesn't change... If something doesn't change, we'll have the same result. And we'll go back, have the same result, and be asking ourselves, ha, ah, what? Why? These people. But we made an announcement, but people don't respond to announcements. That is not what is working. It's not by announcement. The growth of the church and becoming anointed is not by announcement. It means that, it means that there is more to be done, more. I'm, I'm trying to explain to us following hard, hard, following hard. That there is something, is that this person has something I want to get from him. It's not, it's not a passive interaction. It's not a passive interaction. If you won't be offended, and let me say that nobody ever got pregnant through a handshake. If you won't be offended by my example, nobody ever had a child through a handshake. Nobody, nobody went home and said to his wife, hey, how? 
Then she said, mm. Mm. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Nobody ever saw his wife and said, I'm hungry. Can I have lunch? Can I have breakfast? Can I have dinner? As she's seven. As she's seven and chatting and smiling. And adding more. And waiting on him and adding more. Do you want more? Adding more. Then suddenly, by the time she finished serving, he said, mm. The way you enjoy the food, I'm pregnant. No. No. It hasn't worked that way. It has not worked that way. At all. There's a deep, private interaction. That is what brings, that is what brings fruit. Deep, private interaction. Personal, personal, deep, Private, I mean, a, a level of interaction that is not, that's not for the public. Huh. Wow. Are you here? You've traveled. Yeah. So, following hard is calling for a certain level of interaction. It's very hard. Look. It's very hard to discover what someone does. Very, 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 very hard. It's, it's, one, it's one of the difficult, and I'm spending time to talk about this because a lot of people have a passive approach for things. And sometimes almost, almost a disregard for something that they want. is that like they want it, but they don't realize that they don't want it. Yes, by your actions. Your actions show that you really don't want it. But if you are asked, you say, I really want it. But if you want it, what you are doing is not what it takes to get that thing. So he says that so that you will not be sluggish, slow, passive, indifferent. But rather, he says that, but rather be imitators. That is, copy. Those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. It's not being passive. Rather, fix, become fixated. Become fixated on those who have inherited it. You see, I'm blessed, I'm blessed to have a father that God has graced with a lot of gifts and anointings. So I'm very fixated on him. I'm very I mean, if it, was, if it was somebody else that I'm not his son or his mission, I would have said the same thing. That I'm learning from here. Like, like how he was, like how he was on Pastor Cho when he gets to church growth. Church growth is like, here. This is it. When he gets to evangelism, he will tell you, he will tell you, Reinhard Bonke, he's fixated. It's like he's fixed on, it's like, it's like this is it. This is what I'm learning from. I'm learning everything and I'm going for everything. And you'll see that it works. It works. I'm very, I mean, very, very biased where he's concerned. I don't have much options. Because he's so far advanced. High. He thought to me that, look, anything that I want, I can find it there. So I'm very, I'm, I've been, I've been, he has been my pastor for 30 years. 
For 30 years, I've been like this. It's like watching, it's like I'm, it's like I'm watching a, a, a television that is 30 years old. It must be black and white. And having turned my head to the left or to the right, I'm like this behind the telly. What's he doing? What's he going to do? Recently, he was telling me that. He was telling me that. Do you know that I didn't tell you to start First Love Church in UK? Then he said, then he said, then he said, tell me if I'm lying. Then I thought about it and I realized that, no, there's never been a meeting. There's never been a meeting that you start First Love Church. There's never been. I just did what I saw him doing. I just did. He just said, you are doing this. Ah, I mean, I don't even know what it means. 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 Yes, I don't even know what it means. But if this is what is being done, then it shall be done. If you are cooking something, you are, you are learning from somebody, the person is putting uh, sand, sand in the food. Will you not also collect sand and put it in yours? Yes, collect sand and put it in yours. I saw him put, I saw him put it in there. I said, ah, well, this thing must taste nice. People call it sand, but it must have taste. Souls have been saved. Thousands of souls have been saved. Yes. Beside, beside mustard seed, beside mustard seed in this country, thousands of souls. Our problem is where to meet. It is our problem. We can't meet together. We always spread all over here, 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 here. But it's, it's, it's coming from And a certain fixation that I have, a certain fixation that, you, that we must develop. See, when, when you identify, I'm looking for church growth anointing. Okay, it's here. I'm looking for church planting anointing. It's here. I'm looking for anointing for miracles and power. Okay, it's here. Whichever place you find it, keep your eyes on it. Don't ever let anybody tell you that be original. Look. I, I, I don't like that. <laughs> don't don't let, ever let anybody tell you that. Because the Bible says that there is nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. The last time I checked my Bible, it was there. Yeah, the last time I looked in my Bible. I don't know. I think it's still there. Yes. The last time I checked. The last time I checked. It is Exodus 1-9. Yes. The thing that has been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And, and no new thing under the sun. Verse 10. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new. It has been already. It has been already. You don't know that it has been, but it has been. No, you don't know that, that this, this hole, this hole, that this is the first time that is full. No. No. Somebody built it with members and backslid. That's, that's why we are here. That's how we are here. Somebody built it. Somebody built it with members. Somebody had, this, this is like someone, someone's uh, parish a mile radius around here. It was built for them. They used to go to church and fill this hall. Fill this hall. But they lost interest. They even built a house 
for the priest. That's the house that we walk by as we're coming in. The house is for the priest to stay there with his family and be happy and pastor the people. It's not, it's not new. To be sitting here and to congratulate ourselves. Hey, road. <laughs> no. It's not new. If perhaps, if there's anything I rather we should learn is that how did they lose it so that we don't lose it? Uh-huh. Yes. How did they lose it? How come? How come they lost it? Yes. Yes. Because when we were buying this place, I came here. I met the person who was here. I can't say what I saw. But I saw something. One day I'll tell you. So, we, in our pursuit in catching the anointing, we must be and we must become hard, hard followers. Hard, hard. Wow. Hard followers. Are you there? I'm just introducing our, our day to us. This is my introduction. Okay. So, what it means to follow hard. Number one, it means follow until you feel its presence. You see, following is not an event. It's not something that happened. It's, it's something that you do until you feel the presence of the thing that you are following. I mean, if you are following someone, you're, you're driving. You say you're, you're following someone and you lose the person at a point. You, you, you go after the person until, until you can see his still lights. Or you can see. So you, you follow until you can feel the presence of the thing that you are following. You can see signs that, ah, it seems, it seems to be working. I've been looking for this. I've been looking for this church growth anointed. It feels like now something is changing. Something is happening. Like Bishop will tell us that for 22 years or so, that we follow, he followed this thing. He followed he followed until it got to a point where he saw that, he saw that secret, which I'm sure we are all hoping that I'll say, isn't it? <laughs> See, when he saw that secret and started practicing, he began to feel the presence of church explosion. Church explosion. Church growth. That the church is growing. There's a difference. There's a change. There's a change. And you see about, for those who are interested, you see the same effects on their work. Those who, those who like it. Not everybody likes it. Number two is to try to find out more about something. So again, if it's church growth, you want to find out more about church growth. More. You want to know more. More about church planting. More about church growth. More about mega church. That's following hard. 
you try to find out more about that thing, more. More. Is there anybody who has something that you don't have? It means the person knows something that you don't know. Yeah. Knowledge, knowing something, is one of the major keys that creates separation. I mean, if you, go, if you go to a typical hospital, the difference between a doctor and a nurse is what the doctor knows. That's all. They are both human beings. It's not about gender. It's not about race. It's not about height. It's not about complexion. No. It's just what you know. What you know and what I don't know, different. Difference, difference, difference in what you do. Difference in your paycheck. Everything becomes different just by what you know. Yeah. What people know has really made a difference. That's why a child can be richer than his father. If he decides to know more than his father knows. He can be richer. Just by knowing. So a hard follower is someone who is into knowing more. I need to know more. I need to know more. I just want to know more. I just, I just want to know more. Look at this scripture. Wow. Are you still here? Have you found the scripture? Look at it. It's right there. I told you it's there. Luke chapter 11. <laughs> yes. Luke 11 and verse 52. It says that, Woe unto you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You have taken away the key of knowledge. The key of knowledge is, is a power key to have. You see, there are, there are different ministers. All the different anointed ministers that we know of. These are, these are, when, I see, when I see a man of God, I see, some, I see them like someone with a ring around his waist with different keys on. Different keys, yes, yes. They have different keys. As they are moving around, they have different keys. I don't know whether you've been to the, to the prisons before. Yes, you see them. They have, they have different keys. Every door they get to, the, they just lift up and then they open the door. Then they make sure you come in. Then they shut it behind you, lock it. Then you go to the next one. That's how I see pastors these days. So you see some pastors, you see them, there's no key. You shall have keys. And then you see some, you see some, they have a huge ring, but just one key on it. One key. Yes. And then you see someone, huge ring, but has three keys. Then there are others, they have a huge ring, but that ring is full of keys. He has keys, he has keys, keys to grow a church, keys to raise pastors, keys to raise leaders, keys to plant churches, keys for miracles. 
keys for writing books. All, all is on the key. The key, knowledge, knowledge is, is what to do. The things that you are doing. You know what to do. You know what to do. You know what to do. Yes. You know what to do. Because when you don't know, I don't know that you've written an exam before that you didn't know what the answers were. And you were just sitting there. There are different types of people. There are some people when they don't know what the answer is, they create an answer. <laughs> when they study about birds and the questions about a forest, when they write, they will, they will just say that birds live in, or, or at this juncture, one may, a bird, you say birds live in forest. Then they will say, at this juncture, one may ask, what is a bird? What is a bird? Yes. Then he starts writing about birds. You know, the question is about a forest. He hasn't studied about forests. So he'll start off, birds live in forests. Or a forest is a place where birds live. They say, at this juncture, one may ask, what is a bird? Because that's what he has studied. <laughs> and then he will begin to pour about birds. And we'll end up with zero. And then there are, there are other people when they don't know, they just sit there and cry. Or sometimes they sleep. Because they don't know. And when you don't know, when you don't know something, it's very difficult. When you don't know something, it's very difficult. And when you don't know something, you don't have a pure mind, then you will start criticizing those who know. Yes. Instead of learning from them, you start criticizing them. That, oh, they know they have this because of that. They have this because of that. They do this because of that. They do this because of that. They have money or they are into drugs or they are lying or something. You, know, you create the story just to comfort yourself in your state. In your lazy, sluggish, indifferent, passive state. Yes. You criticize it. Ah. That's it. That's why they are the way they are. They are the way they are because of this, because of that. You know, these people. There's that. Just to count yourself out. I remember when I was in the final year in the university. My wife was in second year. I don't know who did that arrangement in the exam hall. But I had an exam. That was a three-hour exam. When I entered the hall and I sat down, who came to sit my immediate left? The desk to me, because they mix the courses. So you can't talk. Yes. The next person next to me, I mean, I'm here, literally here, is my beloved. I said, what, what kind of problem is this? <laughs> Small sweating, I was sweating private. When I go out and she asks me that, how was it? I'll just tell her it's under the blood. Now she's coming to witness how the exams go under the blood. <laughs> there she was, right? I was here. She was to my left. First person to my left. She was there. Not even like two people in between. She was the next. If I stretch my hand like this, I can touch it. And we are writing exams. So we started. Within one hour, she closed her papers and everything. And she got up and left. And I was there. And I said, no. <laughs> no. 
It's not because I'm struggling. No. 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 There must be something wrong. <laughs> I said, I don't know what this girl is thinking. But when I finish, when I finish, I'm going straight to see her. So as soon as I finished, I walked straight to her room. I said, you, how long was your exam for? <laughs> and she said, oh, it was an hour and 15 minutes. I said, aha, uh -huh. mine was three hours. In case you think I was struggling, mine was three hours. <laughs> it's not that I didn't know. <laughs> There's a reason, it was three hours. We're running two different races. I just said, oh, I thought I'll clarify just in case you think that, hey, this guy. <laughs> this guy, when he comes out, you can't even tell me that it was under the blood. Yes. No. I had to go and clarify that, you know. He said, oh, he looked like she had not even thought about it, but I know it's not true. She had thought about it. <laughs> are you there? Yeah. Keys. The keys are important. The keys. The third thing that it means when you're following hard, is to make efforts over a long period of time. Efforts. Efforts for what? Efforts to know more. Efforts to ask more questions. You see, when a leader gives an instruction or he tells them what to do and they disappear, he doesn't hear from them again. It means that they are lost. It means they are lost or they don't understand what, was told, what they were told. I see it all the time when I tell people what to do. Because when you're telling someone what to do, you see, once I was with someone, we're traveling on a train, and this person was new to the team. So I was telling this person some things to do. And then someone was sitting there and said that, when this man is telling you something to do, what he's telling you, it can easily take you a year to be able to do it. So you have to listen carefully and apart from listening carefully, you have to ask questions as you are going. You have to be coming back. That's the sign. You see, when the person was, spoke to him, I realized that, oh, this guy has understood something. Because he's been around for a while. He knows that the thing will be, be said like, it's like, I mean, that, can, you, can you arrange the chairs straight? It sounds very easy. Just arrange chairs. But it's not just arrange chairs. There's more to it. So he was advising the new guy who had come around the look, what you are being told to do. The way you are nodding your head like an agama lizard means that you don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> do you know agama lizard? It's an exotic creature. There's one at London Zoo. Yeah. The last time I was there, there was agama lizard there. When they see you, you say to me, yes. <laughs> you say, yes, Steve, yes. Yes. When you hear something once, and you feel, I have learned. I know it. I know what is being said. I can do it. It means you haven't understood it. Because hard following and getting things done involves Constant effort, prolonged effort, more, more interactions, more questions, more questions, more reading, more analyzing. You see, one of our, one of our senior bishops, Bishop Eddie, he 
he has one of, before, before iPads came out, he was preaching once from one of the books that Bishop had written. And I saw the underlining, the verses, the comments. I said to myself, It's not just by reading, reading and talking. No. He, has, he has analyzed the book. I've been begging him to give me that book for years now. He, he told me the book is lost. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've been begging him. Every time I say, I tell him, have you found the book? Have you found the book? What I saw, I just want that book. I've told that, look, I just want it. Of all the books that you have, give me that particular one. Give me that. Because the notes, everything that with notes, you will see the effort he has made. The effort he has made to understand it. That he has not read it once, twice. Like people read it and it's like, oh yes, I've got it. I've got it. So people don't even read, they'll tell that I have one. Well, you tell them, get Macarius. Have you got a Macarius? You tell them, I have one. It's not, it's not having. It's efforts over a long period. A long period. Those are, I'm, I'm using Bishop as an example that since 1994, 95, traveling to Korea, traveling, traveling. Sometimes you go with 30 people, sometimes over 40 people from the church. It's like, come and see. Just come and see. Last year, I was, I was there with him. And after the service, he was taking us around. He does his own tours. So, he was taking us around everywhere. And we went to where the pastors are. The pastors have a place where, after church, church members come for prayers. And we noticed that on the desk of every pastor was one of his books. Yes, on the desk. It was a book on loyalty, I think. Those who are proud. Either those who are proud or those who are ignorant. One of those. On the desk of every pastor. Every pastor. So we decided to ask the pastors, what book is this? So they, they didn't even know who the author was. At the point we asked one of the pastors, do you know the author of this book? Because his picture is not on his books. He said, do you know the author of this book? He said, oh, no. But it's like, this, this is his name. This is the name. He said, he said then you'll take, very good. This book, very good. Book, very good. Very, very good. Good, good, good. This book, good, good, good. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. So we told him that that's the author. He said, said, are you serious? I said, yes, that's the author. He's a board member of the church growth, whatever. He stood up. Come and see selfies. (laughs) Selfie? (laughs) Come and see pictures. Then he was telling his friends. He said, this is it. over a long period. Pastor John Paul, good to see you. Wow. So I'm trying to kill passivity. 
passivity in the pursuit of anointing or the pursuit of being able to do I'm trying to kill passivity and encourage long, sustained, persisting relationship, desire, and hunger. It has to be there long, over a long period. Not, not, not three attempts. Not two attempts. Not one try. And then, yes, I'm there. No. Long. Long. Persistent. You see, you have to develop a hard forehead. Hard. And tell yourself, if it has worked for him, it will work for me. Yes. 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 Your story is changing. I said, your story is changing. Yes. Long. 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 Don't tell yourself short. Long. If it happens earlier, blessed be God. Otherwise, be ready for a long battle. Long. 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 Long battle. It's not a short thing. It's not a three-day wonder. Sit so I can see those who are sitting. <laughs> yes. Long. It's not a short day thing. It's not like, oh, we've tried. Oh, we've got it. Oh, I understand. You know, it's there. It's there. It's the Macarius. It's by no, I've seen the secret. It's there. It's that secret that they saw in there. You see somebody who say, come, come to my church. Can you come to my church and come and blast that your message? <laughs> yes, that's your message. Your message that you people have, that's your message. The loyalty message. Come and fire it to my people. Come and fire. You see, it's not, it's not a one-off. It's not a touch and go. Yes, it's not a touch and go. It's not a touch and go. We can, can we come and blast or blast? We can come and blast and go. It's not that when it's not our church, the blastings are easier for us. So we can blast like that. Even after we go, you see some of the bombs are still, are still going off. <laughs> it becomes a landmine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. But there is more to it. There is more. You need a deeper and when you're following following on creating the culture of loyalty there is a deeper understanding that must be gained a deeper understanding of that subject on loyalty and disloyalty before you start seeing some fruits and some changes hallelujah how many definitions do you have oh just three okay four number four Number four is to carry out something to its logical conclusion. Why stop when you haven't seen the results? Why would you stop when you don't see the results? I realize that there are two types of workers. There are some workers or some people who major on efforts. And there are people who major on results. Yes. Those who, those, who, those who major on effort are the ones who are always saying that we are tired. We've worked for five hours. We are harassed. We can't do this. I'm busy. They say things like, I'm busy. 
My plate is full. I have a lot of things to do. I've been working all day. I work all night. No. No. It's not just effort. Apart from the effort, check the results. Check the results. Otherwise, you always be sad. Because if you have a supervisor or a manager who knows what he wants, he doesn't, he doesn't care two hoots of your six hour whatever. When he comes, he tells like, come on, what? that's not what we wanted. So you become incompetent, ineffective, inefficient, and you deserve to be fired. You deserve to be fired despite your everything. You must be fired. Because you, 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 are, you, are, even, you, you are even disobedient. Because you are not doing, you are not bringing what you have been told to bring. You are talking about time and tiredness. Who wants how, who wants how long you sat at the desk for? I want results. Bring the results. <laughs> You've been there for seven hours, so what? You can be there all year round. All year round. Result is what is important. Yes. Not, not, effort, not effort. But you see, there are two times that people who are into effort. They're always talking about the effort they put into things. And sometimes those are the sensitive people. Easily hurt. Easily feeling unappreciated. Easily disappointed. Deeply melancholy. Always having a certain mind. Thinking nobody can see. I work hard. Look, you work hard. You mean you work hard? You work hard. You work hard for what? You work hard for what? <laughs> so, logical conclusion. Number five. Pursue something in order to catch it. You will catch an anointing. Pursue until you catch it. Pursue in order to catch it. Six, to pursue a particular aim or result. And then seven, to follow something in order to overtake it. Still here? Okay. So, what I'm saying now is that we have to be hard followers. Now, just using the library, which, which is our guide at these, at these conferences, it means that I'm saying that be hard followers of church growth. I'm anointing to grow the church. Be hard followers of it. Hard. And I've tried to give you seven definitions of what it means to follow hard. Because some follow, but they follow lazily. They are, they are, it's like we are coming, we are coming. We are coming. That's what they hard. There's a follower and there's a hard follower. 
hard followers get results. Other type of followers stroll along. They stroll around, along. They visit you. You almost, you virtually see them at any conference and every conference. They are everywhere. They are everywhere. I wish I could go everywhere, but I realize I can't. My heart goes everywhere, but my body doesn't go. <laughs> yes, I, wish, I actually wish I could be in more places. What prevents me from going to some places? Purpose and aim. What do I want? What am I looking for? I am very, I am very selective. Yes, without despising anybody. I wish I, mean, I, I wish I can be everywhere. I'm telling you, I won't lie to you. Because I like to know things and see things. I like to know things and see things. Sometimes I even feel jealous that people don't invite me, that come and, come and, come and see what is going on here. So I feel just sit there and say, hey, nobody called me that I can't even go and sit there too and see even the lights in the room. <laughs> yeah. But my difficulty, my difficulty is, is I am constrained by what I want and what I'm looking for and what I like. And what I'm, I'm constrained by it, constrained. It, it guides, it guides me like, like, it's like, what do you want? What are you looking for? So if you invite me to come and learn how to make my first million pounds, So church growth, okay, if you are, you are hard follower of church growth, you have it here, you have church growth books, hard follower of pastoring, pastoring, be a pastor, where is to be a pastor, 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 I'd like to add this one pastor, to be a pastor. Is there not another one? No. Okay, no problem. When I find it, I'll come back. It means out of shepherding. You see, all this is, I wish in these three days, I can, I can dive into it. But I say, if I dive, it will be touch go. Touch go, touch go. But I say, how to be a good pastor. Following hard to be a good pastor. Hard to be a good Hard to be a good pastor. Out of shepherding. Transform your pastoral ministry. What it means to become a shepherd. And this is a must have for anything that you want to do. Out of hearing. The, the difference in ministers are those who hear and those who don't hear. Yeah, that's the difference in ministers. There's a difference. When you read the blessings, the blessings of Moses in Deuteronomy, he says that those, if, if you hearken unto the voice, that is, if you can listen, you can listen if you can hear. He said, these blessings will come. And if you don't listen, these curses will come. The listening is what makes you significant or insignificant. 
Many people have gone past junctions in ministry. If they could hear, they would have heard 10 left. But they didn't hear, so they went on. They went on. They went on. They went on, and they missed it. Because with God, God is in seasons. The, the things of God are in seasons. Seasons and times. Every season what he's doing. Every season what he's doing. Every season what he wants to do. So as out of hearing, no matter who you are and what you are, you must be able to hear from God. Your ears must be tuned to hear. This is what God is saying. Find what God is saying. Do what God is saying. Your life just go, shoots up like that. Just by discovering what God is saying. And by saying what God is doing. Your life changes. Your life changes. Your ministry changes. When you can't hear, it's hard. No, when you can't hear, it's hard. When you don't know the voice of God, it's very, very hard. It's tough. Every minister must train himself to hear the voice of God. To hear that beautiful voice. To receive directions from God. To receive correction from God. To hear from God that go this way. What's the difference between Eli and Samuel? Eli knew God's voice. Samuel didn't know. Samuel thought, Samuel thought it's just, it's just some, some, some man shouting in the house. Preach. Yes. <laughs> yes. Eli thought someone was just talking. Samuel thought someone was just talking in the house. When he explained his experience to, some, uh, to Eli, Eli said to him, it's called the call of God. Yes, he said, it's called the call of God. He said, God is calling you. God is calling you. Sometimes, that, that's why sometimes, you need a father. A fatherless person. Hey, I don't know. I don't know how you will make it. A fatherless person. I don't know how you will make it. Have a father, need a father. Go father see. Yes. Father see. They can see things and they can explain things to you. Fathers are not people that you, you, you fight. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't fight a father. When you fight a father, you are kissing, you, you are kissing yourself. You might you might as well take a knife and cut your throat. A father will point to you, look, go this way. This is what will work. At different, at different times of your life, you need a father to whisper a word to you. To say, do this. To say, do that. Or even if he doesn't say, to watch what he's doing and to learn. One of my greatest blessings, my greatest blessings is to have a father. It's one of my greatest blessings. Now, my greatest blessings by the grace of God is to have a father who tells me what to do and tells me what not to do. Yeah. There are things, there are things he has told me, never do it. Never. <laughs> never. He said, never do this. Never. He, he, told, he said, never do this thing. Don't do it. Don't join it. Don't be part of it. Never do this.
was telling my pastors on Sunday, I was telling them, I, I could write a book one day, if you are right, seven things my father told me never not to do. Yes, like Mike Medock. Yes, he has seven things. I said, I also have things, he, I said, I also have things he's told me not to do. As for things to do, there will be volumes. But not to do, there are few. And it's made a difference. Seven things my father told me not to do. Yes. Don't do this. Yes. And I've watched people do some of those things. Mercy. I can always say mercy. Yes. If you are following after, you're following hard after the anointing. It means we'll take these books. We'll take these books and we'll turn it inside out. Hard following. Hard following. You see, there are times that, there are times that I select for a season, I select what messages I'm listening to because I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something. So I stay. I stay with this type of, I stay with it. I stay with it till I see it. Because following hard means till you can feel the presence. Yes, till you can feel the presence. Or till you come to a logical conclusion. So we have steps to the anointing. We have sweet influences of the anointing. We have catch the anointing. And then we have the anointed and his anointing. Wow. Yes. And then following hard. Wow. Following hard to be a good leader. Following hard to be a good leader. You must have what it means to be as wise as a serpent. Out of leadership. A good general. And then you must have some knowledge on cases. Yes. You see, one of the things I would like to say about cases is that respect cases. Yes. If you don't respect a case, a case can be attached to you, you don't even know that it's a case. You say, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing. And you see, you will say it's nothing because you lack the key of knowledge. Yes. You don't, you don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. Yes. You don't know what it is. When you don't know what something is, when you see the symptoms, you won't understand it. Yes. You won't know that it's this disease. Because you don't know what it is. I saw something little. I can't even remember which part of my body it was. Something very, very little. And I remember Bishop was around. And I showed it to him. And he said, I think you should see your, your doctor. I think you should go to the GP. So I went to the GP. That was, that was the only time my GP has frightened me and I felt he was quite unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like what he did. <laughs> 
very, very little. It, it, was, it was like on my hand, a very little doctor. That I, I remember I showed it to Bishop, who is a medical doctor. And he just said, he also just said, casually, well, I think you should see the GP. And the GP, when I went, as I was sitting in front of him, do you know what he did? Do you know what he did? Do you want to know what he did? He called the ambulance. Yes. He called the ambulance. And they took me away. I mean, I was fit, normal. There's nothing wrong with me. And when we got there, the department they took me to, I said, in the name of Jesus, I don't belong here. You should see me walking through speaking in tongues. I said, you have brought the wrong person here. <laughs> and then, this consultant that I went to see to, also very, very unprofessional, shouted at the nurse or the lady, whoever he was working with, that it's an it's urgent. I need the results immediately. Hey. What, 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 what? I said, what problem is this? Am I not working? Am I not breathing? Am I not eating? I'm even putting on weight. What can be the problem? What can be the problem? So he said, within 24 hours. He said, normally it's three days, but he said, I need it in 24 hours. So within 24 hours, I was back there. As soon as I got, as soon as I got there, this consultant stood up. <laughs> stood up and shook my hands and said, it's good news. <laughs> I, said, I said to him, I don't even know, I don't, well, I don't even know why I'm here in the first place. I don't even know what you were thinking. So right in the hospital, I called Bishop. I said, he says, it's all clear. That he, Bishop said to me on the phone, it calls for a celebration. Yes. That he said to me that you could have easily been told you have six more months or three more months to live. Yes. But you, see, you, don't, you don't know what it is. So you'll be living. Because as I'm saying, that's how my mind was working. I'm breathing. I am walking. I mean, I am walking. I'm moving up and down. I can even run. I'm eat, I have appetite. I have appetite. I'm even putting on weight. But the person who is trained and understands and knows what things are said that this guy easily has six months left or three months or a few days left. Let's check him out. Let's check him out. As he's walking around, putting on weight, eating sausages, eating bacon, Frying eggs, developing oily lips, frying mushrooms, grilling tomatoes, eating fried rice, chewing chicken thighs, drinking Coca Cola, Coca Cola with ice cubes, and a slice of lemon. And a straw. He could easily have six months. That's how it is. When you don't have knowledge about cases. You don't know what it is. You're swimming in it. Everything is in, in a vicious cycle. So you don't, you don't go for the wisdom to break out of that cycle. The wisdom to break out of it. Because you don't know what it is. So this, 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 this book is good for leaders. To even see sometimes even in your environment. You see, some things are operating there. Some things are operating there. How do I break out? 
you need the key of knowledge. The key of knowledge. Key of knowledge. <laughs> you, see, you see, when you read about the curse of Noah, one of the things this book talks about is the curse of Noah. Christians and people talk about like ham. You, 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 you see, it's best to see it in leadership. You see, like, like, like the country we live in. Despite all the problems, other problems, which are like morality and whatever that we would like to be passionate about and talk about. Do you see that there's a certain type of leadership that doesn't exist? One, two, buckle my shoe. Three, four, shut the door on your way out. Where's Theresa May? She's gone. But in most of the countries that we come from, who will remove those leaders that are there? Who will even speak? Everything is like, it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Be patient. Let's be patient. Let's be patient. And sometimes, you see, I'm using it as an example, and then to bring your mind to your church. But you see that there are things that have to be changed in the church. But we are like, it's okay. Give it time. It will work. It will change with time. Same. Same as the places that don't have roads. Don't have roads. Don't have schools. Don't have hospitals. Rich in everything, but you don't know where the money goes. Same. You see, you have people. There are people. Every church has people. It's not like somebody has, somebody has some special people. You have people. But how, how to turn those people into wonderful people that brings growth, anointing? It's like it's as though that chip is missing. Yes, everybody has people. Sometimes you see people will say, "Oh, the young people." If we had young people, recently some people were saying, if we had young people, that's why so I said, I'm going to prove to these people that they have what they are calling for. They are sitting in front of them. We organized a meeting just for young people. Over 800 of them. From the people who are crying, eh, young people, eh, young people. You see, it's, it's the case of humble. You have the thing, you don't know how to use it. Yes, you have it, it's there. You don't know how to use it. Somebody who knows who they are will come. They say, over 800 of them gathered there for three days. Three days. Talk to them. They've gone. As soon as they go back, Ham is going, Ham is going to sit on them. Ham is waiting to sit on them and poo poo on them and keep them under. You can't rise and become anything. They can't, they can't become anything because they are under the influence of, of chief ham. Yeah. Can't become anything. They can't amount to anything. And the same person, the same person who is sitting on them, fushing, wee-wee, poo-pooing on them and keeping them under. The same person, he's doing it, he's crying. People, yeah, we have people like you have. People, yeah, what you have. And you have it. 
You, have, you don't know what to do with it. You, have, you don't know what to do with it. You don't know how to handle them. You don't know how to bring them up. You don't know how to use them. Over 800 of them. Almost a thousand of them. Nobody from the other denomination came. Nobody was even you're not allowed to come. Ask me, where are they? Chief has put them under locks and crying. Chief is crying again. If only we have what you have. That's what people move from this continent to another continent. Yes. If only we have the things you have. If only we have the, if only we have the, if only we have the, the move. Including the chief himself. You also come and beg for some money and go back. Yes. Uselessness of leadership. Uselessness. When it gets to leadership, uselessness. That's how, that's how I've chosen to add this book to the leadership book. This one. Because it switches something on in your brains. It's like, ah, I thought this is what am I doing? What am I doing? So say, by the grace of God, by the grace of God. I've preached to two people in this country before. Two. Two. When I was getting married, there were six people, six including myself and my wife and Bishop Dag, six in my sitting room. So that was the first church hall. Did start off with this building and branches. Six of us. You can do the arithmetic. Six people in the room. The thing was getting my six people. Six people were there. Including myself, my bride, Bishop Dag, and Bishop Joel. Don't tell me how many is left. <laughs> Don't tell me how many is left. I didn't have a best man. We didn't have made of honor. There was nothing. It was just us. Shirt and tie, skirt and top. Yes. And it wasn't because she was pregnant. <laughs> Forgive. No problem. It's movement. Decisions. This is what you have to do now. Do it. Do ceremonies. People are waiting for ceremonies. What have they got? Their aim is ceremonies. Their aim is their aim in life is everything. Everything is a celebration before it is done properly. No 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 practicality about anything. Everything is fancy. Fancy. So you see, they don't have anything. Nothing is done. Nothing is achieved. Nothing is, nothing, nothing is ever acquired. Wow. Let me know when it's time for a break. Okay. <laughs> then, if you want to, I feel this, today I'll be sharing a lot from um, the loyalty series. So if you want to follow her, Loyalty. There are books here on loyalty. Plenty of books here. But let me conclude on following. Let me tell you a few more things on following. Yes. But we will be anointed.
Okay. Principles of following. Principles. It's followers who become anointed. Principles. Following. Are you still here? Is the room getting hot? Is it cold? Good temperature? Do you want it colder? You sure? But I'm sweating. <laughs> it's what? Colder. Okay. No problem. Principle number one. You can be successful in the art of following by choosing to follow God himself. Where am I? Yes. So again, I'm sharing from the book, Art of Following. Art of Following. Everything is from the books. I'm, I'm reading. Hmm. Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2. Be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love. As Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering, a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Look, we, we, we must really love following. The Bible is littered with scriptures, implications, principles of following. Those who don't follow are not going anywhere. Yes. If there's any great secret in this life on people who have been successful, they've been following. They've been learning. They've been copying. When I was in Korea last year, when I got to the airport and I lifted up my head to look around, I just said to myself, is this not Terminal 5? This is not Terminal 5. So then I had to check the age of, the, of that terminal in the age of Terminal 5. So I said, oh, so Terminal 5 copied from here. Because that one was built before Terminal 5. Yeah. I just thought, I said, ah, is this not Terminal 5? I said, this is Terminal 5. This is it, this is Terminal 5. Because you will see it. You'll see, when someone has copied it, you will see it. And when the person is a good copier, <laughs> yes, yes. Me, I'm a good copier. Yes, I really copy. The only thing I don't copy is exams. <laughs> but I'm a good copier. Let me pass by your church and come to my church before you will see. Yes. The last time I came to preach here in uh, this, this hall, in a service, I came to copy something. By the time, I w- the time I went back, some people in my church were in trouble. Because as I was here preaching, I saw something. Yes, I saw something. I came to preach here. I think it was two Tuesdays ago. Yes, that was the last one. I said, yes, that, yeah, that Tuesday when I came here. Yes, I saw something. I said, hey, you cannot leave me behind. <laughs> oh, yes. I, saw, I said, you, I said, I said they, can't, they can't leave me. They can't leave me. It was implemented in a better version. Yes. Yeah. Because I had meetings and follow-up. I followed up. Discussions. Sunday when I went to church, boom, it was there. I said, ah, this looks far better. <laughs> it looks far better than the original. I said, this looks better than the original that I saw. 
Yes. He said, I'm sure they'll pass by. They'll pass by my church and they'll say, hey, we have to learn this thing. We have to really, we have to really learn it. I will say, mm, yeah, I think you have to learn. <laughs> you, should, you should learn it. You should learn it, yes. If you don't copy, you're not going anywhere. You have to look, see, copy, learn. God is saying, what is it? Verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God. Follow God. Follow God in everything that God has done that works. Follow him in love. Follow him in sacrifice. Everything. Number two. You can be successful in the art of following by copying a man of God who is following Christ. 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. Be ye followers of me even as I also am of Christ. So follow a man of God who is following Christ. If he's not following Christ, don't follow him. Yes, but if he's following Christ and there's something that is of interest to you, follow, follow. People don't say they are following, but they are following. You see, one day, <laughs> Bishop had been invited somewhere. He took me along. When I went there to this church, this, this man of God, whose church I was in, has preached in, the, in our church before. And I was there when he preached. He preached a powerful message. We couldn't sit. We couldn't sit. I always remember that message. We couldn't sit. We stood throughout the preaching. You know those type of preaching where you can't sit? It was that type of preaching. But then, so he was the host. And then on that night, another man of God, another great man of God was preaching. So this man of God who was preaching started number one. Ah, at a point I said, is this not the message that this uh, man came to preach in our church. So I, I was sitting somewhere here. And he was sitting, the host pastor was sitting there. I actually bent over and I stood back. I was trying, it was quite, I mean, it wasn't nice to do, but I stood there and said, is that not your message that he's preaching? <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't have done that. I mean, these are my father's friends. I should have comported, but I couldn't. So the way the message was going, I said, ah, the man has stolen your message. But I said, afterwards, I thought to myself, I said, ah, so who preached the message first? <laughs> who is the original? I mean, it cannot, it cannot be a coincidence. The point, the, the, the illustrations, the examples, the gestures. <laughs> I said, hey, people have copied all. And I'm sure the man of God that I saw preaching that night, I'm sure he has preached it in his church before he has forgotten. And he's preaching it again. Do you understand? I'm sure that's the original source. But he has forgotten that he has preached it there before. And he was preaching it. And then this one took it and brought it to us. <laughs> because I was telling him that, I said, he didn't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Ini baju atau? But copy somebody who is following Christ. Copy you do well. Copy you do well. The only thing that is not allowed to copy in this world is exams. Copy nations copy each other all the time. All the time. All the time. That's what you see. You drive from here through Europe. You see. You even ask yourself, which country are you in? Nobody allows themselves to be left behind. You do, we do. You do, we will do. We don't allow ourselves to be like, you have developed, that we are staggering. No, 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 no. If you do, we'll do. We'll search forward and catch up. Yes. And that's, that's the wisdom, that's the wisdom that churches must have. Instead of having a spirit of criticism, you should rather search forward all the time and catch up. But when I'm buying, ministers that write, when I'm buying their books, I'm looking for their books. I don't look for current books. I always ask, them, what was the first book that they wrote or the first books that they wrote? I want, I want to know because sometimes as people move on, things are a little different depending on the season that they are in. But how did they get to that level? I always want to know the first principles that people have. First principles. What did they believe in? What did they originally believe in? In those, in those days of bookshops, when I enter a bookshop, I'll be asking, what's this? I, see, there's a name on my lips that I want to say, but I can't say it. There are too many here. I always remember I was asking, no, 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 because they were giving me other books. I said, no, 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 no. What is one of his oldest books, if not the oldest? And I always remember a very, white, the book had a white cover. Tired, tired, it was brought to me. And I said, wow. Wow, you should see the principles of church work. You could see the person's heart, the person's heart before things became mega. Yes, you should see the heart. So you see, this is the, see, what you learn from there is the spirit, the spirit that enables someone to accomplish certain things. You see, I keep saying before things because very few, it's, it's difficult to stay on course. It's another battle to stay on course, to stay. I mean, when you see people like Papa Hagen, Derek Prince, who preach the same thing, it's like, it's like we don't even care what is happening in the world. This is it. You see Papa Hagen when he comes, ABCs of faith. ABCs of faith. Then he starts. Ephesians, Ephesians has two verses, Ephesians 6. 18 or 17 or so, and another verse. That's it. Faith, prayer, like that. Preach it. To his dying day. Do you see Derek Prince when he starts? Pure word. Pure word. It's not easy to stay on course. You see Reinhard Bonnke. Pure gospel. Billy Graham. It's not, it's not easy to stay. To stay. The precious, the precious and the pool to have a crossover attraction. A lot of people want to be accepted by people of converting people. They want to be accepted by people who have to, they have to, have to be converted. I think it was Reinhard Bonke who said it. He said he spent about 70%, if I remember well, 70% of his energy and his spiritual strength to stay on course. 
90%. of You think it's for other things. And this is a no. It's most, majority, most of his strength and energy in the ministry has been to stay with Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. It's to stay with, except a man be born again. To stay. Because you guys just start teaching other things. It is, it is so easy to start. It, and all those things are true, but there are other things. It's true. You'll find it, you'll find it in the Bible. But you see that it's a, it's a deviation from the person's original core and conviction. So even the messages look diluted. Even though it's from the Bible, it has verses. It takes energy to stay. That's why I won't be surprised if we get to heaven that there'll be people that will discard it, never even started their ministries. They were appointed as pastors, or they are called pastors or reverends, but they never started their ministries. Yeah, their ministries never took off. Because perhaps appointment was like graduation to them. Yes, appointment was like graduation. Or the day they saw a certain amount of income in the church, they were affected. So they stopped preaching in a certain way. Instead of discovering that all this time, my heart has been on money and not on God. So the day they saw a certain income, it's like, hey, no more preaching. No more following God. No more, no more out of hearing. Have, it's like, I've got it. I have got it. I have got it. That's how we'll gather. We'll gather and we'll teach how to have your first million. By people who don't have a million. People who haven't seen million pounds before. We'll tell them we want to teach you how to make million pounds. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? How can you teach me something that you don't have? How, how, can, how can you teach me? What, what are you saying? Is what I say, is it true or you, you are just saying something? Number three. You can be successful in following a man of God by following someone who has followed the person you really want to follow. <laughs> Shall I read it again? You can be successful in following a man of God by following someone who has followed the person you really want to follow. Sometimes the person you really want to follow, you don't have access to the person. Or maybe the person has died. So how do you get that anointing? How do you get those things that you want to learn from? Them? By following somebody who really followed the person. Or sometimes the way you want to follow and the things you want to learn. The level of interaction that you need, you won't gain that access. So you have to follow somebody who is close. Mm -hmm. Philippians 3.17. Brethren, be followers together of me. And mark them which also, which walk so as ye have us as an example. Mm -hmm. NLT, please. Same verse, NLT. Dear brothers and sisters, 
pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. So learn from those who have copied from us. Learn from them. Those who have learned from us, learn from them. Number four, you can become a follower of a group of people who are walking in the grace of the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 1.6. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. He became followers of us. So it's not just one person, but it's a group of people. Number five, you can be successful in the art of following by following, by becoming a follower of a particular church. First Thessalonians 2.14. For ye, brethren, became followers of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. For ye also suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews. Wow. So you can follow a particular church. But remember, following is not for lazy people. Because, you see, when people are following a particular church or someone has been a man of God and they follow his dressing and feel that it's a dressing that is bringing church growth. So I get some jeans and I leave my tie at home and put on a blazer and have some black shoes or boots. It's like, I've got it. I call, do you know what I call those? Do you know what I call that type of following? It's copying headlines. Yes. You have to be masters of reading the small print. Masters of reading the small print. Masters of it. You have to master reading the small print. Not just what you see, the type of billboard they have, type of uh, logo they have, type of pulpit. I wish pulpits could bring church growth. Well, now I would have changed this pulpit. Yes. I've seen that this pulpit is different from what my father has. Yes. I wish this pulpit that brings church growth. Or dressing. You see, one day I had a problem. <laughs> and I told him, told Bishop that I have this problem. And he had a solution. He just said, don't use this type of microphone. Use this other type of microphone. 
So I said, oh, okay. Then he said, you've seen me. You've seen that type of microphone, isn't it? And you've seen that I've stopped. I said, yes. He said, you thought it was just a style, isn't it? I said, yes, I thought. You know, we just felt, you know, a bit funky. So he said, no, it's because of a problem you are describing. Yes, is that the problem? That's why I went for that micro. So I also went for that micro for a while and I stopped. Because the problem went. After I followed the treatment he gave me. Yes. So, so the point I'm making is that sometimes you see someone doing something, but you don't even know why he's doing it. Yes, you don't know why he's doing it. And then you also start doing not knowing that it's actually being done because of a problem. Yes. So I've also been through a type of uh, microphone and I've stopped. It's lying there. If you want, I can dash it to you. <laughs> because I went, I went for that type because of a problem that I had. And I went to discuss it with him, thinking that I'll get medical advice. I said, oh, you, have you not seen me that I use this thing? He said, yes, it's because of that problem. So go off it for a while. You will see that the problem will go. So I went to it. The problem has gone. So I've come back for my microphone. But if you see, you say, man, this is the thing to do now. This is the thing that brings church growth and anointing. This is the anointing. This, if I change and I say, this is the anointing. Anointing come upon me. No, it's a problem. It's not anointing, it's a problem. That is being fixed. <laughs> a problem is being fixed, it's not anointing. <laughs> so when we are coming, I said, small, the small print. Go for the small print. Don't go for what you see. What we see usually is not it. There's always a small print. That sometimes you even discover through a certain level of interaction. You know, just interacting. Here and there, you see. Ah, see, this is the key. Something will be said. Number six. You must become a follower of good things that the Holy Spirit shows you. 1 Peter 3, 13. And who is he that will harm you if he be followers of that which is good? You must follow good things that the Holy Spirit touches your heart about something good in someone's ministry. Hmm. And number seven, you can be successful in following a man of God by following the people they delegate and appoint. First Corinthians 4, 16. Therefore I exhort you, be imitators of me. 17. For this reason I have sent to you Timothy, who is my beloved and faithful child in the Lord. And he will remind you of my ways, which are in Christ. Just as I teach everywhere in every, in every church, he will remind you of my ways. Of my ways. So if I send Timothy to you, Timothy will come and remind you of my ways in the Lord. Not just, not just, not just everything that I do. He doesn't have to come and tell whether I like, I like, um, Nando's or I like KFC. You got me teaching of my ways which are in Christ. What I do in the ministry. How I handle the ministry. What I do. So I'll give you Timothy to come and teach you. 
May we receive the Timothys when we see them. Number eight, you can be successful in following a man of God if you follow his faith and patience. Wow. That's Hebrews 6.12. And then number nine, you must overcome laziness, slothfulness, and inertia in order to follow someone successfully. One of the secret devils that affects church work is laziness. Yeah. If you are lazy, you won't do certain things. I was talking to a pastor. He was showing me where he lives and where his church is. It's going to take him about an hour and a bit to get to church every Sunday. So I said to him, I put it to you. I put it to you. You will never stand in your church and announce 21 days fast or 40 days fast for you to travel every day, one and a half hours to go and pray and go. I said, I put it to you. You will never do such a thing. Not because you don't love God or you don't want to fast, but when you think of the journey, <laughs> yes, when you think of it, you need, you need something else to make you make such an announcement and commit to such a thing. So you see, so that's why people think of, when they think of the work involved, some things are absent from their churches. They will have one Sunday service, one weekday service, they will have mitzah to the end of the year. Yes, no activity. No activity. Not knowing that acti- some types of activities is what generates growth and what generates anointing, but no activity. I was in Kenya one day when a brother came to see me after a service. He said, I should pray for him. So I said, pray for what? Pray for what? And he pulled me to the side. He said, pray. Pray for me so that my wife and I can have a child. And I said, oh, really? You see, uh, uh, by association, I have a few ideas on medicine. So I put my associate medicine cap on. <laughs> so I said, ask, how long have you been married? How long have you been married? He said, I think almost two years or a little less than two years. I said, no problem. Out of the two years, how long have you lived together as husband and wife? Because here you're in Kenya, your, your wife is six hours or seven hours flight away where she was. They said, since uh, we married, we've been together. If I add everything up, that means bits and pieces. If I add everything up, he said, two months. I said, I said, then do, I said, then do you know what? You don't need prayer. You need a ticket. Yes. You need a ticket. You should rather ask me for money. Yes. Yes. You need a ticket. You should rather ask me for money for a ticket. To fly there. And I said, when you go there, you have to stay. Stay for a certain time. And minister. You need a certain level of activity continuously sustained 
over a period. If it's not working, find me. Then I can pray for you. I was in my house when he sent me a message. My wife has given birth. <laughs> yes. He has gone. He has worked. He has stayed. He has continued working. Now he has a sustained, sustained ministration. You are coming for prayers. I said, it's not prayer. You don't need prayer. Satan is lying to you that there's a problem. There's no problem. There's no problem with you. Two years you're married. When you put everything together, two months. Oh, no. No, 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 no. You're joking. That's the word. You're joking. I mean, you would know, isn't it? You're joking. <laughs> yes. They were joking. It's like, it's like you're playing. Like you are playing. He was surprised, but he was happy with the advice. I said, there's, this one, there's no prayer. There's no prayer at all. What you need is a ticket for activity. For activity. Some of the churches, there's no problem there. If it's Satan, if it's Satan is standing in the corner with his hand saying that it's not me. Oh. <laughs> Satan is standing somewhere. He's saying that it's not me. As the church members are binding, say we bind you. He said, it's not me. It's not me. It's not me. It's not me. Tell your pastor he's lazy. If not all bind the spirit of laziness. It's not me. You are crashing my head. You are doing the it's not me. He doesn't do anything. He comes to preach. 30 minutes, 30 minutes once a week, 30 minutes, and takes his briefcase and goes home. After 30 minutes of preaching, once a week, that's it, you see him again. The following Sunday, he comes again with his briefcase for a 30-minute preaching. Where did you learn that from? Who introduced that 30-minute preaching into the church? Who introduced it? Who introduced 30-minute preaching? Who put that gloss on the church? That's if you are a type of pastor, preach 30 minutes because people are in a hurry. People are in a hurry to go where? So why are they saved? In a hurry to go where? To go and learn what where? People in a hurry to go where? That is why that's the people in a hurry that you release, you have more respect to the worldly things they are going to do. That's why they are the way they are in the church. That's why they are never converted, never working, never ministry-minded, never committed, never devoted, because they're in a hurry. They're in a hurry. So their devotion is somewhere else. Yeah. Me, when I take the microphone to preach, there's no closing time. I don't have, I've never designed a flyer. With closing time on it. Never since I was born. Closing time. For you to come and say, I said, I'll, I'll, close, at, I'll close at 12 noon. And it's 5 past 12. I've never designed a flower with closing time. Because I can only interact with people who enjoy what I'm saying, what I'm doing. Otherwise, they shouldn't be there. Yes. Yes. 
It can only, we can only interact. We can only work. We can only do things. We can, see, we can only go deep. We can only go deep and benefit if we are happy. If we are happy. And if we enjoy. Otherwise, we shouldn't be. Yes. So when I take the microphone, you can ask my When I take the microphone, there's no closing time. Closing time is when I close. Yes. Yes. And I don't preach less than two hours. If I preach less than two hours, that means that either I have flu or I'm going to catch a flight. <laughs> well, or something. There's, there's, there's something. There's something on my mind. Then it means that it's two hours, two or, or less. Oh, 30 minutes. You see, somebody has lied to us. Preach 30 minutes. That's like my brother I met in Kenya. 30, you see, 30 minutes, and you are expecting certain fruits. And you want certain fruits from 30 minute preaching. So they preach, they edit it, then they put it on television for 27 and a half minutes. So you see, they tell that, oh, it's 27 and a half minutes. That's what will give you a church. 27 and a half minutes. That's what will give us a church. Somebody lied to me. Somebody has misled you. 27 and a half. So you also stand in your church, you become a mega church, mega church pastor with 17 people, and you are preaching 27 minutes and going home. No, 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 no. I preach nothing less than two hours. And when I finish, when I finish my two-hour preaching, nothing less than five hours of talking and meetings. Nothing less than five hours. I sit for five hours straight. Meetings, crisis meetings, normal meetings, casual meetings, five hours. I talk for, so it's one Sunday, I talk for seven hours. Yes. Here, pretty two, 27 minutes, then you, your briefcase. You're going to have lunch. Oh, wow. I like your life. I like your life. I really like your life. For church growth, I like your life. I like it. It's not, it's not for the lazy. It's never been for the lazy. It's never been for the passive and the sluggish and the indifferent. It's not for them. It's for the devoted, the committed, the strong, the strong, the strong in the things of God. It's for them. Hard followers. Hard, hard, hard followers. Hard. Sit down. preaching in the church in Latvia. After the pastor asked me that, how many times have you read this book, Mega Church? He said, how many times? I said, I can't count. I said, I'd rather you ask me that for how many years have I been reading it? Not how many times. Ask me, how many years have I read it? Yes, how many years? Not how many times. Yes, how many years have I read it? And I'm still reading it. Yes, not how many times have I read it? I said, this, this book? I said, don't ask. He said, he, he asked after, after, after we're having lunch. He said, how many times have you read this book? I said, no, how many times? So that one I can't answer. Maybe if you say yes, I can count. Yes. It's not passive. No, nothing is passive. That's all. This first session, I'm just trying to tell us that before we take off. Because we are still on the ground. I'm making announcements. You know, fasten your seatbelt. Do this. Do that do this, be like this in case of any emergency 
make sure that you have your thing on before you help somebody. That's all I've been doing for this first session. Before we take off, I'm just telling that following and learning and copying. Please, it is not easy. Yes, it is not easy. That's why I keep moving into different things. It's not a handshake. It's not a handshake. Having a child is not a handshake. It's not just meeting someone in the shopping mall and the person passes by you and the person says, hey, my child shall be your father. You shall be the father of my child. No. No. No, 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 no. That's not how it is. No, no, no. That's not how it is. That's not how it is. Yes. And you even know that without desire, you can't even teach. You can't even do that thing. You need desire. Yes. That's why there's a drag for desire. Amen. That all that the drug does is to stir up desire. Yes. Just desire. There's a when I see because it's, it's something that you can easily go off. No, you see, you don't want it again. If you are serious in this life and you speak the truth. Yes. It's something that you can easily go off. You say, no, this I don't. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, you know. Yes. So there's a drag for it to maintain the desire that when you see, you will want. Even when you haven't seen, you are wanting. So in this book, in this book, the first chapter, the first chapter is like Viagra. The first chapter is like recommending Viagra. I'm saying this is why you remember. Yes. I'm not a vulgar person. Yes. Is that so that you remember that? Do you remember he said this? Yes. First chapter, first chapter, first chapter. I secretly call it Church Grove Viagra. Don't tell anybody I told you that's my name. The name of Yes. It's off the counter now. And advertise at the counter. Yes. Look at it. Look at the chapter. Church growth and burning desire. If you don't have desire, you can't grow a church. Oh. You don't have the desire. It doesn't eat you up by day and by night that this thing must work. It won't work. Or even to have pastors, or to have leaders, to have shepherds. If that thing is not burning, it has to be burning. It has to be burning. It has to be burning. It has to be burning in you. You have to be consumed by it. Otherwise, you can't. You can't have it. It's not a passive thing. It's not passive. It's not passive. Why would I preach for two hours and why would I talk for five hours? Why would I talk for seven hours? Some, I mean, I must have a problem. Yes, I must have a problem. And I must have seen a problem that I think that what I'm doing is solving that problem. If you don't, you see, if you don't have a, a prayer topic, you can't pray. Yes. Yes. If you don't have a prayer topic, you can't pray. You need a topic to pray about. Yes. If you have a prayer topic, you can't pray. People who don't pray don't have a prayer topic. Yes. You must have a topic. That's what will keep you on your feet. That's what when your alarm goes off, you will get off the bed. Yes, but people don't have prayer topic. People don't have prayer topics. They don't want anybody to be saved. They don't, they, bears, they don't even believe in heaven and hell. Though they are called pastor, though they are called reverend. They don't even believe in heaven and hell. They believe in heaven and hell. You'll be travailing for souls to be saved. 
you'll be travailing for there to be laborers, laborers to enter into the harvest field. You'll be praying for it. People don't have prayer topics. People don't have a baby. People don't have a baby desire. Nothing. Nothing. But this tablet, this tablet, church growth Viagra. It's church growth and a burning desire. That thing only starts burning in you. Ah. Ah, you see. You, 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 you don't know stop. Nothing can stop you. Nothing will tell you cool down. People will be telling you cool down. I say cool down for what? Cool down for what? <laughs> but others, you see pastors, they are cool. Because somebody has told them that well, be too, yeah, pastor, you have to be cool. You have to be cool and speak nicely and be calm and get your grammar correct and be very polite and be doing this. You tell evangelism, you know, over here, we don't do evangelism like that. We can't go to the streets. We can't do this. Yeah, you can't do, but you can do, but other people can go and, and do their things. Even, even, even banks have changed their logo without our permission for nonsense. Did they ask you before they changed it? Before they changed the color of this book? And you are saying you have to ask people before uh, uh, you stop people from going to hell. You, see, you don't believe in hell. I'm telling you, I'm sorry, but we don't believe in hell. We, we, don't, we don't see hell as a real thing. You don't believe in hell. Yes, we don't. If we, if we did, if we did, the way we we'll talk about church and church growth and salvation and bringing souls to the church, it will be different. But we don't. we don't. That's why we preach for 27 minutes and take our briefcase and go home. Go home. In fact, we leave our soup on the fire as we are going to church because we know we'll be back in time. Yes. Yes. We had a brother in one of our churches in Switzerland. After church, he says, you quick, he has to, you know, come and say hello. You come and say hello. He says, he will whisper that, you know, I've left the soup on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he has a way of describing his soup. He said, his soup is like a forest. He said, all the animals are in it. <laughs> yes. He said, he will say, he said I have to, I've left it on the fire, so I have to run away, but I just have to come in and greet you. And then off he goes. This one is on the fire. He has no time for shepherd's meeting. They don't, I mean, this is not somebody that is into anything. Shepherd's meeting. No, 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 no. The soup is on the fire. Yes. No. So you see some pastors, it's like, so the soup is on the fire. 27 minutes, grace, Announcements, and you give announcements as though <laughs> it's like you know, announcements. Somebody just speaks an announcement, and I say it's finished. No emphasis, no emphasis. And the people you are speaking, there's people you have, they need things to be emphasized. <laughs> yes, the people you have with, ask them. Ask them who is home secretary. Ask them who is uh, chancellor of the exchequer. Ask them. Ask them this. They, they, are not, they don't read. They're not interested in such things. And then you come and play something beautiful to them and say, yeah, everything is working in the church. The church looks colorful after 27 minutes. Hmm. 
here, I don't have time. When I'm preaching, there's no time. If you give me, if you give me time, there'll be problems. If you give me time, there'll be problems. You tell me, Bishop Richard, you are preaching for one and a half hours. I'll give the microphone to you. Are you rich? <laughs> wow. wow. Time to take a break? It's time to take a break. I'm told it's time to take a break. But before we take a break, we want to pray before we take a break. So stand to your feet and just thank God for, for our introduction into our conference. Let's just thank God for a desire to follow and to follow hard and to follow hard and to follow hard. That all presumptuousness will die in us. That our hunger and our thirst will increase. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Blessed are they. Who, those who are not satisfied. Blessed are they. They are blessed. They are blessed that have a hunger. They are blessed that have a thirst. They are blessed. Pray for a hunger and a thirst for the things of God, for the things of the ministry, for the anointing, for growth of church, for increase in the church. Ah, Nadadiado Lava Shiba Kappa Tasa Tata Lava Kaba Diba Lava Daba Kappa Lava Diba Kappa Lava Kaba Baba Biko Bashopataya Bale Dadeda 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 Kaba Toshaba Dalaba Kapaya Babeka Babeka Your grace, O God Your grace, O God Your grace, O God Your anointing, O God Your blessing, O God the spirit of the living God. Mashaba kapaya. Pade la badi baka pada bada bata. Babada, 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 babada. Makapa la bashiba kapataya. Premo, yaba, premo, yaba, premo, yaba, premo, yaba, premo, yaba, yaba kapatasha dada lava diba kapa lava hapa. Vada la bashiba daba lava diba kapa lava. Cladish Tataya, Cladish Tataya, Cladish Amoda Badi Baka Basa Dada Lava Daba. Favor us, O God. Favor us, O God. Increase our hunger, increase our thirst, Lord. Shandola Bi Kapatosa Tata Lava Diba. Femion Diande, Dadiados Tataya. Dabiaka, Biagosta, Biavita, Biamiko, Biadoda, Biamito, Femidova. Femidoti, Femidostita, Diago Stataya, Temigo, Palade, 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 Makaya, Palade, Makaya, Palade, Makaya, Palade, Makaya, Maya Bakapashataya, Predostayana. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your help. In the name of Jesus.
Amen. Like Jesus.